Ha! My name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Drake on Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Drake and Beams. Dylan and her dad arrive at the hospital to get her talon injury addressed. As they turn into the large parking lot and start winding their way through the parking lanes, they both get an eyeful of the construction taking place to rebuild the outer walls and hallways of the hospital. Seeing Dylan staring at the wreckage, her dad tells her that his friend who worked there said that one of the janitors was messing with some chemicals and things he shouldn't have been touching, and things went poorly. The explosion took out this wing of the hospital and killed a few people. Seeing something else on her face that he reads as concerned, he assures her that the other end of the hospital is still operational. He smoothly navigates the Mustang into a parking space out front, and they head in. After signing in and waiting around for a bit, Dylan's dad's texting is interrupted by Dylan asking for some cash for the vending machine. He hands over a $10 bill, and Dylan walks off towards the bathrooms and vending machines. It is also where the long hallway leading to the other side of the hospital is, and Dylan passes the bathrooms and snacks into the dark hall. She doesn't have to walk for too long before finding evidence of construction, a plastic sheet hanging down, blocking further access, but as she tries to pull it aside to keep going, the metal pipe holding it up slips and falls, clanging to the ground and bringing the sheet with it. The noise attracts the attention of a security guard, who escorts her back towards the open section of the hospital. As they get back there, Dylan returns to her original mission to get snacks and finds honey buns. Pushing the $10 bill into the machine, she clicks the button as many times as it will let her, and then to her delight when the $10 worth of honey buns had run out, the spring slips and a few more fall out. Heading back into the waiting room with her prize, her dad shares in her delight about the honey buns. And what's more, he also found someone to cover for him at work, Michelle. Dylan may play it off, but this was not good news, and she has no way of warning the rest of the team that her dad just put his new girlfriend directly in the sights of the Yerks. Her answer comes in the form of a disheveled teenage boy, Cameron. She makes him aware of the new development, and he leaves, heading off towards the rest of the human animals. And the rest of the human animals, of course, were not idle while Dylan was headed towards the hospital. Zack and Aximili had been hard at work on the computers. Aximili was still wiring the Z-Space transponder while Zack attempted to access Dylan's dad's files and copy over the data to make it look like his findings were only human ineptitude and not finding the location of a massive York ship. As they worked away, Savannah descended to the floor below, slowly morphing to Elephant. She made it into the room with the tower that has the switch to power up the telescope, but as she approached the box, her fingers twined together into a soft amalgamation of an elephant's foot. She attempts to reverse the morph some, and finds herself stuck. Even worse, she can now hear echoes coming up the stairwell. People are on the way. Warning Zack and Aximili about the incoming people, their work efforts are redoubled. And Zack is good with technology, great even, but he does not have the advanced technological background that Aximili does simply by being a race that is so much further advanced. Zack can't hack in, so with the cranky Aximili's dismissal, he heads down towards Savannah, morphing to kombucha. Savannah has been using her partially elephant body now to convince the people coming up the stairs that this tower is haunted, and she cleared them out, for now. Zack makes it down there and using his orangutan strength, opens up the box and powers up the telescope. Savannah tells him to stay there and make sure no one makes it up to Aximili until he finishes what he has to do, and then she continues on, locking doors behind her. She is finally able to jumpstart her morph again, and she is incredibly slowly turning into an elephant as she descends. In the control tower atop the observatory, Aximili's fingers fly across the keyboard as he finishes covering up Dylan's dad's data. That task complete, he makes the call. A confused Andalite receives a call from someone unfamiliar on an unauthorized channel. Their many-fingered hands fly over the workstation, ready to shut it down, but his hands are stayed when this Andalite claims to be Aximili, little brother to Elfangor Serenial Shemtul. He escalates it to his prince, and he watches as Prince Lirum appears on the screen. Aximili makes his plea to the Andalites. Yerks are on Earth. They surprised the Andalites that were there, destroyed the dome ship, killed Elfangor. Aximili is the lone survivor of the crash, and the Yerks, if they can take hold here, will have billions of hosts at their disposal. This could become their stronghold. And the only things standing in their way are a few Earthlings who are given the power to morph. He ends this with, please send help. The Arths who answered the call watches his prince answer. He extracts the truth out of Aximili that Elfangor did no such thing as break the law of Zero's kindness. With shock, the rest of the call seems to barely register. The refusal to send anybody. The refusal that Earth will be a stronghold. The refusal to think that the Andalites could fall. And then right at the end, Maitea. Aximili knows where Maitea is, and they have the chance to apprehend her. Prince Lirum agrees to send a team to recover her, 
and then the transmission is cut. Aximili gives the screen only a moment of downtime before making one more call. He reaches out to Sabido, Shorm, his nephew, Alfangor's son. The excitement the young Andalite has at seeing his uncle is quickly replaced by grief as he finds out about his father's death. Aximili tries to comfort him, but the screen flickers, and then the lights, and even with all the power in the observatory, human technology is just not enough to sustain the transmission. As the power dies, Aximili declares he will kill all the Yerks. That is where we are now. My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Aximili Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yerks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh, we can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Alfangor. 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 Alfangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. We fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way, too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. Cameron flies as hard as he can northeast towards the observatory. He glances down at the neighborhood below him. He used to come here often. His brother hung out here. He had a lot of friends in this neighborhood. He learned how to play football here. His mom taught him how to ride a bike here. He used to sit in the backyard and relax with his dad after his dad would get off work. And he'd tell him about how he used to rule the field. He got into his first fight here, win and loss. His first broken bone, his first party that wasn't a birthday party, his first kiss, the first place he felt safe. It was also the last place he rode a bike, the last place he saw his dad truly sober the last place he saw his mom before she went to live with her sister the last place he saw his brother and his sister alive he thought it was the last place he'd ever miss but he did but as the gunshot rang out in the distance he was reminded why it's the last place he'd ever feel safe again flaps harder to, to gain any extra speed he can. His eyes laser focused on the observatory. The lights in the building flicker on and off a couple of times. Zach, you found this device for diagnosing the equipment and the power supplies and the systems here and you've been messing around with it in front of you with sitting in front of the power switch on the third floor of the observatory tower savannah you're behind a door in a stairwell looking and listening for anything in the room in front of you which looks like it's a lobby that leads to offices on this floor you see a woman through a window through one of the doors in this room and she seems to be looking at her phone and she looks up and around as the lights flicker. So as I'm morphing, uh, I'm keeping my fingers, which are still fingers and thumbs, on the keyboard that I'm working with and I'm still trying to figure things out. 
what are you trying to do with this? So you have this device in your hand, you have it figured out. You feel like you can apply this in a way that it it's not normally applied to do kind of what you want to do, but you just have to figure out like where to put it in. If there's anything that I can use to control like electronic door locks uh, for any of the lower floors, I'm going to do like just try to lock them and lock anybody out that's trying to come up right now. As you look around, at least the locks you've seen so far aren't key card locks. They are, you can turn this little switch or whatever in the on the back and they lock. Okay, next thing, uh, fire suppression systems. There are fire alarms. There's one right by the door. There is like a computer set up over in the corner here, but it's, you have to like log in and, and see how much connectivity you have. You are able to get past like that first firewall and get into the system. In this, I'm again looking for electronic locks and then fire suppression systems. I'm looking for things to uh, stop slow or at least deter them. As far as electronic locks, the only electronic lock here is there are like load bay doors that are outside that they can el electronically lock and a like security door from the ground floor where the visitors area, where the like an office is, where the display area is. They have a security door that will blocks off the actual observatory room where you go in, kind of look up at the ceiling and stuff. Fire suppression systems. You see, you can set off the sprinkler systems. Are they floor by floor? They are floor by floor. We're on the third floor? You are on the third floor. Van went down one. Van did, did go down one. Uh, hey Van, um, how you doing? Savannah, you're watching this woman on her phone and the lights flicker and she looks around. She's hesitating outside of there because I think she was still hoping to find an opportunity to get through that next section of hallway without being detected because she had just done like that kind of thing to draw anybody out that, that might have been there. So she's hoping that like it's just this woman at this point. Without any further inputs, she is sticking to her plan of she is trying to get to that stairwell between the second and the first floor to collapse that down and just cut off another access point to going up to that tower at this time. As she like looks at her phone after these lights flicker, she does come to the door that leads out to the hallway that you're looking down and she opens it and just kind of like looks up at the ceiling. But then she closes it and you see her walk she came from an office that is like the, to the south and she heads up to an office that is towards the north in this little room. Out of your sight. If the hallway seems clear, I think Savannah's gonna dart through down to the next door. She's tried not being stealthy and that didn't get a reaction, so instead <laughs> she's gonna try to be stealthy. Uh, you're into your morph some, even though you're trying to go slow, you're starting to feel the effects of the effects of morphing is tiring. But as you bulk up and you gain this mass, you get a little bit stronger and like your energy is revitalized a little bit. You are no longer taking the effects of exhaustion right now. You open the door with your trunk and your trunk is so nimble. It opens with no noise. You push it open and you step in and you get about to the middle of the hallway and you hear a big creak as you step on a loose board and as you gain just a little bit more bulk it cracks a little bit underneath your weight the floor is still holding but this wood that this wood it, that is carpeted over has sunk down a little bit uh keep moving and at this point, I think she's going to try to stop morphing for, like, she's been going super slow. I think she's just going to hold it like, okay, we found, like, the point of failure of the floors. Good to know. You immediately feel the bulk stop, and you make your way to this door when you hear, uh, Hey, Van, um, how you doing? I'm almost to the stairwell between the second and the first floor. Okay, so you're still going down. Yep. All right, well, um, I just want you to know I'm in the 
buildings systems. There's a couple of doors I can lock. I think one of them won't be really useful at all, uh, unless you can corral everyone into the observatory, and then I can lock them in there. The loading bay doors, I think I'm going to go ahead and lock, because like, if I was going to try to load a bunch of cork majeure into a building, that's where I would do it. So I want to cut that off. The other thing, uh, they've got fire suppression systems. They're probably just water, but like, I'm kind of hoping, since this is a scientific facility, they might have, you know, the dust type or the foam type, and then that might give us some cover. Uh, and I can do it floor by floor, so if you want me to do that, let me know. Yeah, if we do... Okay. First of all, I don't know if I can corral everybody into the observatory. I could give that a chance, but let's put that on the back burner for now. Yeah. That yeah, seemed like a long shot. Lock whatever you can, even if it seems useless. Maybe it won't be. The fire suppression system, do we think that will ruin all of the electronics in here and set them back? Oh. Honestly, uh, it's like a 50-50. If it were me, I'd have stuff like that kind of um, sealed off, but like... I don't know. A lot of places like this probably, I don't think, would think of that. They're just buying shit in bulk and just kind of setting it up. So, eh. We can give it a shot, though. It can't hurt. I just don't want to, you know, <laughs> rain on your parade. <laughs> Savannah will legit leave a pause after that joke. You know, because of the fire suppression, it's like water. Yeah. You know, like rain. On, on your wedding, wedding day. day. Yeah, okay. So yeah. anyways, I'm going to continue with this plan. I'm going to collapse this stairwell, and then I think as soon as Axe is done, we should set off all of the fire suppression to every floor and get out of here. Say the word. Let's see what Axe is doing. When you say that, the lights flicker. Like, as you're going to thought speak to him, you hear him say, I'll kill every jerk in this place! To punctuate that, I'm going to lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that and I go <laughs> anyway, so I locked the hell out of him yeah it like blinks a green <laughs> super locked <laughs> X Millie are you okay I am not I am on my way down hang on we think that we have a way to cause some damage and get out of here I know I have a way to cause some damage they have taken everything uh, Zach, by this time you hear coming down the steps and near you, hoof sounds on steps. I just kind of spin around and I'm holding the little thing, which I guess is tethered. Let's go, uh... Hey, man. He comes through the door, like slams it open. Hey, hey. Stealth. We're doing like a quiet mission, man. Taken it all. I will see them. I will see them bleed. My nephew. Well, hold on, man. Well, let's think it through. Tries to open the door and it's locked. Savannah is going to also chime in with, "Okay, but we don't need to make any rash actions right now. We have a plan for two days from now to make a really large problem for the Yerks. Let's focus on that. Let's." calm down and not act on emotion. Savannah gave you the help action. Oh, oh, it's help. Okay, <laughs> fuck. So it's a nat 20 on persuasion. And I was I was going to start with a, uh, like, just walk me through what happened, man. Like, what the, what's going on? There's a pause and deep breath and he, like, his um, stalk eyes are, like, laser focused on the door, but his main eyes are kind of, like, frantically looking around. And just like in a, with a grunt of thought speak, his tail blade just uh, sinks into the wall. <sighs> and he seems to like calm down for a second. I spoke with my nephew. That's great, man. No. I had to tell him about his father. And it was cut off. I didn't even get to tell him I loved him. We'll try to get you another call, okay? It may not be here, it may not be today. He just 
takes another deep breath. I'm sorry you had to do that. What is the new plan? If we are not killing these filth, what are we doing? You done everything you needed to do, the computers for now. Zach, you see him kind of think for a second and he says, I've spoken with an Andalite war prince. There's nothing more I can do now. I guess I could go back and retrieve the Z space transponder. That might be a good idea, because it's like, we could reuse it. Let's do that. I'm gonna collapse these stairs, and then Zach, we're gonna set off the fire suppression system. Yeah, got it. You say that, well, I guess I'll know. <laughs> Find a spot where you guys can get out. Remember, if you're going to bird, don't get covered in whatever. In the middle of that, that sentence, out. Savannah, the lights flicker again and go out completely. Do I still have power? Uh, the computer does not. But I won't have any access now. Still have. You don't. Okay. Well, that plan's not gonna work. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. I just put a big fist through the uh, the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking smash it and then rip the thing out and throw it across the room and then start lumbering for the for the top door for the top steps. I've locked everything behind me and I don't have the keys. Forward is the only way for Savannah. As you go to open this door in front of you, uh, you hear a creak from behind you. You do hear it. It's just not what you want to hear as a light from a phone illuminates the back of you as a the woman from before steps outside of this lobby area. You are caught dead in this light. Through the door. She does scream, but yes, you move through the door. The light behind you as she screams, the light just wildly moves around. Do I hear that scream? You do. What was that? Uh, nothing much. Just someone saw an elephant in the hallway. How did they see the lights out? Cell phone. Were they recording? I don't believe so. I think they were just using the flashlight. Um, you're gonna have to do a little property destruction. Like a little more than you had already planned. You need to break that cell phone, please. Hopefully it wasn't a live feed. I don't think that's what they were doing, but she'll turn around and she's just, she'll turn around and try to grab that cell phone with her trunk and she's just gonna kick back on her morphing. Okay, so as you like have opened this door and you turn back around, you see that after that scream, she had dropped the phone and it is in front of her and she like, slid kind of down the wall so she's kind of on the floor with just like panicked and she is going to reach for the phone as you're coming back into the room because it's not just right there in front of you where you can grab it, it, it mm -hmm. i figured it was closer to her like if i'm coming in and i'm starting to go elephant my face is kind of there can i just try to like trip her up again by like you know being bulky flapping those like being obnoxious she is going to still reach for the phone, but as she does, she's like, definitely is taking a lot out of her to be like brave enough to still grab it. And as soon as like she reaches for it, you grab it and like she looks up at you and like scoots back towards the door where she's like back to back against this door that you had previously came through. Does it look like she's fumbling with the handle, like trying to get in? Yes. Okay, then Savannah's just gonna pause for her to hopefully figure out the handle and get through that door. In her panic, it takes her a second, but she does, you see it, uh, the handle drop down and she pulls it open and crawls through. Okay, and then Savannah will turn around, go through the other door, crushing her phone with the trunk. You get back into this door in this stairwell since you're now a little bit bulky. Were you kicking the morph back on? Yeah, kicking it back on. It is 
a little bit harder to get through this. Like you're starting to take up the stairwell. The morph doesn't start. Zach, you hear panic scream. What was that? Uh, coming up the steps. This door's locked. Yep. Is that the phone person? Yeah, I got the phone and it's destroyed. She won't be able to get up there though. I've locked every single door behind me basically except for this floor. Yeah, um, are you about ready to break them stairs? Cause like, if, I think if I, if I pull the fire alarm, it'll do fire suppression for the whole building. That's not, that shouldn't be tied to electricity, so. Yeah, you'd hear Savannah, like immediate irritation, but yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, all right, relax. You got it, just, you know, smash some stairs up, it's easy. Yeah, easy. Do you need some help? Nope, just having troubles with the morphing tech. Have you tried thinking about becoming what you're... No, I'll do that next. Okay, glad I could help. We are going to go into initiative. Zaka. Uh, I'm gonna... Let's see if I can give inspiration to uh, Savannah. By explaining to her that she should concentrate on the animal that she wants to become. <laughs> oh, is there a way to flavor that inspiration with just the pure fucking rage of you saying that inspires her? But like, we're best friends. Yeah. And this yeah. is probably our dynamic. Can I inspire Savannah by enraging her? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how friends work. All right. Uh, you have a D something. D. D's nuts. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. Get a D10. I'm walking back towards the fire alarm pole. I'm just gonna be like, oh, hey Max, like, it's gonna be okay, man. I just kind of give him that. You do hear somebody coming towards the the door. Where you're yeah, but it's locked. <laughs> yeah, it's locked. <laughs> it's locked, and I'm a big scary monkey. So the door is right here. Like you all are standing. <laughs> It's dark. It's dark. Uh, I'm going to look in and see his fucking skunk ape and just not know what to do. <laughs> Savannah, you notice another light behind you. You think it's probably coming from back the way in which you came. Zach, after another few seconds, there's a thud on the door that's in front of you and then a knocking and you hear like the handle jiggling. She sees the figures like in front of the door and she's... She can't really make it out, but she's knocking. She's, help me, please. Let me in, let me in, let me in. There's some kind of something. Yeah, I don't say anything. Max will say, what should we do? Oh, um, just try not to be in her direct line of sight and ignore her. It's locked, so most of the time humans can't get through a locked door. Makes sense. If it wasn't me, I would just cut the lock, but you humans... Yeah, but we don't have cool tailblades. Savannah, you hear the door below the steps that you're on. You hear it open up and see a light come from the bottom. And you hear voices saying, that Whatever that those noises were must have been what shut the power off. And you hear another more serious, gruff voice say, You two shut up. We're going to figure it out. You can see a figure at the bottom of the steps starting to come up with a, a flashlight. Max will go back up. I will get the, the Z space transponder and let me know if there's anything else that you need from me. And that's to Savannah as well, but he does start to make his way back up. Savannah. So as Especially because she just heard it was the same guys. All she's trying to do is travel to the stairs of that, like, since it's on a curved thing, right? She's not directly above them. She knows they're coming up to the right. Get there, kick that morph on as fast as possible, and start... She's trying to recreate exactly those creepy-ass sounds, the really intimidating ones she made upstairs while she's kicking this morph into high gear. Uh, roll me another concentration check. Okay. And this one, I also roll a 
You can choose to do it after. I well, fine, okay. Then I won't say it now, but I'm gonna choose to do it now. Thirteen. Thirteen. Come on, be nice. You concentrate, and it's hard in the midst of you basically kind of get sandwiched by flashlights. Like it's it's gonna happen soon, but you do feel the changes beginning. As you try to concentrate and speed it up all in this split second, you can't seem to push. It was already hard enough to start it again. It's, you can't push yourself at the moment to speed it up. Okay. I'm not moving. I'm on these stairs, just morphing bigger. And now I'm gonna use my elephant noises to be a spooky ghost. Hell yeah. First, the light that's below, with that's coming up, the first guy, he hears the noises and he, he does stop. Like, you see the light stop. And you hear down there as well. See, it's, it's, it's that ghost thing again. We got to get out of here. And then the other one says, stop being a pussy. Come on. We got this guy with us now. You hear, shut up. Like, come from in front of him. And then the footsteps begin again of in front of you people walking up the steps you see that light kind of engulf you from behind and you get ah! oh, what is that as the footsteps are coming up you do hear one guy say no fuck that that's scary as hell and then the uh, door closes as his feet pitter patter away how are they all feeling about the structural integrity of the building right now as these stairs are crumbling as you're like stepping down them and these stairs are creaking and like cracking as you're going down them as you're gaining more mass we'll see how they feel yeah probably not good soon probably not zach saw you're up can i hold an action for when i hear the stairs crumble yep that's what i'm doing savannah behind you the door opens as the light is you know just shining on you you hear a man's voice behind you what what are you what is this thing he seems to be too stunned to really do anything else, but just wonder what the hell you are. He seems afraid, but not too afraid to run away. I mean, not yet. As the light is behind you, another one shines in front of you. And you do hear a, ah, what is that? And at that, the other guy runs away and back down the steps, but this guy that you now see in front of you dressed in a security un man's uniform who has a flashlight pointed towards you and up he says Andalite or an elf what he, he, his initial thought was Andalite but now that he's looking at you he doesn't understand what's happening he does start to reach behind him Zach you continue to hear beating on the door big thud and another thud and another thud as this person seems to be trying to bust this door down. The door doesn't budge. Alright. Max gets back up the steps. And who knows what's going on with him. Savannah, you hear these steps starting to creak and you're continuing your morphing. This man's in front of you. Man's behind you. I try to do two things at the same time. The first is just, I mean, I'm my morph is continuing, so that, that's happening. I'm going to try shifting my weight on the steps to collapse them faster. And the guy that said Andalite or something in front of me, um, you said he was reaching for something, right? Yes. So I think she's just going to try, not with like the full brunt of what an elephant can do with their trunk, but she's literally just like... She's not worried about being identified at this point. Like, great, you think I'm an Andalite? Cool. She's going to push him, like, back towards, like, where he came from on the stairs. I think you could probably do both if you wanted. You would just have to, like, maybe move up a little bit. Like, Okay. Y sure. And I'll say, like, that movement's part of me trying to shift down the stairs and find that weak point and, like, try to, like... Okay, cool. So, yeah, so she'll shift towards him then doing that and try to push him. Your bulk's... Uh, continues to get bigger and bigger you uh, crash your feet down as you move forward onto these steps and they do like 
start you feel the floor beneath you start to drop under you it's still holding you up on these steps but parts are dropping down and breaking now uh, the walls are cracking and you describe to me what happened the gentlest attack you've ever seen i mean genuinely no elephants are are obviously very capable of feats of strength and they're also capable of doing something as gentle as like banging on the top of a drum without breaking through it. So I think she's using her trunk. This guy is reaching and literally with the arm that he reaches with, she is just going to lay her trunk on it and then just push him. And she doesn't send him like flying down the steps to his death. She literally just pushes him like kind of over around that little area where it's, it's an alcove. Like if you had seen it, you wouldn't be sure if she was trying to throw him out of the way or maneuver him away from being a victim of these stairs dis being destroyed. You slowly push him against the wall with your trunk. You're starting to push the walls yourself apart. Like they're starting to crack just from you getting bigger now. As this is going on, uh, she's going to reach out to Zach and Aximili and just say, they've found me in the stairwell. One of them yelled out Andalite, so definitely a controller. I'm moving them, but I think I'm about to bring these stairs down. Do we need to take care of that guy? I don't think so. If he thinks we're Andalites, that's fine by me. Okay. Well, if the jig is up, are the stairs collapsing now like have they made a big noise you hear destruction you hear like walls breaking and stuff the steps haven't collapsed yet if it sounds like they have that's what i would do i'm just gonna say all right make it rain and then do it so you pull the the fire alarm and then i put my face in the window and make a horrible orangutan noise. Like the scariest one I can make. Yeah, she, ah! and you see her fall back down the steps. Give me a perception check with disadvantage, Zach. Um, sure. It's dark for you too. That's a fucking four. <laughs> she disappears into the darkness. Yeah, I despawned her, good. <laughs> Scared her so hard she fucking disintegrated. I'm leaving. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Well, actually, no, Before, right before that, I'm going to go, are you good? Do you need help? Just get out of here. I'm taking the stairs down. I might need you to watch out for me when I hopefully make it out of here. All right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. And then, yeah, I head up the steps. Uh, Zach, when you enter into the room, the top floor... You see stumbling around is Max like he's he can't see in here. It's dark, so but he does have something in his hand. You can just make out through like the moonlight shining through that little window you all came in that the terminal that he was working at is completely shredded to shit. He couldn't see, so he just cut shit up to get the transponder out. Oh wow. Tight work, man. I had to do it as quickly as possible. That's that's good. You're covering our tracks. Should I begin to morph? Yeah, I think um, the plan is to get the fuck out of here. So, third time. And you see the changes start. Savannah, uh, the guy behind you, he says, what the hell is this thing? And he just tries to push you forward, like on these steps, because he sees that you've push the security guard out of the way. Oh, I'll help you, Jer Jerry. Uh, he's going to roll a strength check, and you get to, too. You okay. get to do yours with advantage. Oh, cool. Hell no. <laughs> Hell yeah. You slam down, push this guy out of the way, and you're getting bigger, and these the walls are starting to crumble underneath you, the floor, too. You're just a little bit off balance, but you feel a... A weight hits you in the back that just pushes you just enough to uh, make you lean against the wall and then it cracks and falls through as your whole body and this whole stairwell collapses down. This guy that pushed you is he teeters as everything starts to crumble past him and he's like on the top of the steps like just has his arms spread wide uh, in circles trying to keep his balance but you and this security guard she has her trunk already on this guy. 
just gonna grab him, flip him up over her head, like onto the stairwell where the guy is losing his balance, like windmilling up there. She's just gonna try to place him back up there. All right, give me a strength save. No matter, crit ones all the way around, baby. As you're falling and you feel the wall and everything starts to collapse, you have your trunk on this guy. You grip his his blue collared shirt as you try to throw him back up towards the steps towards the other man. And you do launch him up, but with everything collapsing, as the wall is giving way, as you threw him up, a wall just falls in front of him. He hits it in midair, drops down on top of you as everything crumbles. You feel the blood, not only blood coming from like your head where some of this stuff has hit you and, and you're bleeding, but you also feel puddles of it starting to run down your back as well. Hey, I don't like that. Uh-uh, me neither. Why would you do that? Max is morphing, and that's all he's going to do. Savannah's up. I want out. Uh, Savannah's, all the things collapsed down on her. Maybe this guy, she doesn't know. She's just going to, as soon as her feet can get traction, like she's collapsed the sterile, but she can feel like whatever base underneath her, she's just gonna start moving forward and like pulling out of this debris field. As you kind of look around, there's a man in this room kind of on his ass, like leaned back away from this, all this debris as you've knocked holes in the walls down here. Uh, You hear creaks and moans as this and groans as this uh stairwell is not intact anymore and people are like smoke is starting to clear and people are panicking you've knocked it down to where you can see that there's a way you can go more in the building and a way you can get to the outside of the building outside all right so you're as you're scooting towards the outside a chunk of concrete rolls off of your back and as it does a body drops beside you as well lifeless but you look up and you see cracks in the floor above the floor that you were on the structure and integrity of this whole thing is starting to wane more concrete is starting to drop from the top well, this has gone poorly zach you feel the shake as all this happens and you feel the observatory swing back and forth yeah uh. Damn, okay. Um, just demorphing. <laughs> this whole time the sprinklers are going off and the alarm is going off as well. You do feel the changes start to go uh, quicker as like your fur absorbing back into your body quicker than it was. Okay. Orangutans have long fur and I always imagine that it goes, it just gets sucked in like spaghetti, which is gross. Uh, Savannah, you do hear coughs. As you're moving out, you you see two men running towards the front door, evacuating. Savannah, you also see, out of that same door, a familiar woman crawl out and like start to push herself up. Joan Reese and another girl, a blonde-headed girl that's beside her that kind of gets behind her and tries to help her up. And another security guard all come out of this side out of this door over here. Joan looks around. You're still like engulfed in smoke and, and dust and stuff, but she goes south towards the exit and the other two follow her as well. Savannah, as you're on the ground and you're pulling yourself out, you, you feel the night air. I am looking for a place with the most amount of cover that could possibly exist in a place where I can go. There are like, you know, these little maintenance buildings or power stations that control like the outside lights and stuff like that around here, like employee buildings that you could probably get to and get behind. There's also, this is set in in a mountain, a mountainside. So if you go further away from, you know, the sides, you could start to get into some rock faces and try to find some stuff like that. It'll take you a little bit longer to get there. But I feel like rock faces would probably end up being more secure at the end of the day and less well-lit. Definitely less well-lit. Yeah, so probably more secure. 
here. I will take that little bit of extra time to go out of there. And as I'm going, I'll just shoot back to Zack and Eximili. The I'm out of the building. I'm looking for a place to demorph. I'm demorphing. Max is going bird. We'll be out in a minute. As you're morphing, a couple of more seconds go by. You hear the knock again. It's fainter and slower at the door. Help. I don't know how I could possibly help. Um, I'm going to stop my morph, mid-morph, to my demorph. Van, judgment check. Is that lady in the stairs uh, a controller? Not as far as I know. I mean, that's the one that saw you, right? Yes, she was one of the ones that saw me, but she didn't say Andalite or anything like that, like the security guard did. Okay. Holy you, shit! Uh, what the hell did you guys do? Is that camera? Yeah. Hey, man. Um, hang on a minute. And then <laughs> to Savannah, I'm going to go, permission to do something kind of dumb but heroic. Yeah, permission granted. Do you need help? Yeah, I got it. I start morphing back to orangutan. We're only, you know, a few seconds in anyway, so you are you are back to orangutan. I head back down to the stairs and let her in. As you're moving down the steps, Cameron's like, all right, it looks like you guys stopped a lot of shit, but listen, Dylan's dad has some girl, a girlfriend, that works here too, and she's gonna give him the stuff so he still gets the promotion. So you gotta stop the girl now. Her name's Michelle. Bro, we have stopped everything. Yeah. Looks like you guys did stuff. Well, I guess I'll chill. Are you... Cover Van's escape. Sure, you and Dylan can cover where I'm going. Oh, Dylan had, I didn't bring her. And I just, I didn't bring her. Yes. Oh. So what are you doing here then? I'm, I'm warning, I'm warning you guys that the plans keeping Dylan's dad away didn't stop didn't all the way stop the plan. Cause we gotta, she can get to his stuff, the girlfriend. Just cover me, I'll sort this out. Yeah, no problem. He'll look over the area, feel like a breeze as he like flies above you, like right over you. And he says, uh, you got some blood all over you. And climbs back into the sky and looks around. She will not respond to that. Zach, you're coming down these steps and you get back into the third floor room and you feel the whole building kind of shift a little bit. Uh, and you reach for the door and unlock it. And you see a woman with tan skin, long black hair, glossed over eyes with a blood just running down her face. She looks like she's about to pass out. In thought speak really quick to X ex, Emily. <laughs> I don't know if you're almost if you're like done morphing. I need you to be like between Andalite and Bird. Almost finished when I come back up the stairs. I am more than halfway now. Okay, just slow it down then a bit. And then I'm just gonna hold a big simian hand out. To, uh, this lady, she says, "In a ring," and then, like, she starts to faint and starts to fall back. I grab her, fling her over her shoulder. Uh, I'm gonna like listen at the stairwell. Do I think that it's better and a better idea to go down this broke-ass stairwell, or go down the outside of the building? 
so the stairwell that you're on is starting to crack and, and fumble, but you haven't seen the big hole where Savannah was yet. It's on the other side of the building in another stairwell. Slippery surfaces, unknown enemies. I'm going to take my chances on the outside of the building. Is there a window in this room? The third floor, there is windows. Okay, Max, um, she passed out, so carry on. Get out of here. His stalk eyes slurp in, and he gets smaller and bones cracking. I'm going to take that desk chair and throw it through a window. Climb down the building, and I want to carry her down. As you climb out the window, you hear more groans as you see the opposite side of the um, tower you're on starts to lean and lean and this thing just and it it seems like it's settled now it's sketchy still it's not that hard to shimmy from one window jump to like a little pipe shimmy down and you you do get to the bottom you hear is that an orangutan as you look around you see a truck backed into the bay doors of, of the observatory a truck backed into like where it could just open up and people could get from the back of the truck into the building but it seems the doors are locked and they can't so somebody's just stuck in this there's things stuck in the back of this truck right now but you do see a man like standing outside of the truck leaning against it smoking a cigarette looking at you i'm gonna take her to a safe spot a safe looking spot all right, this guy is gonna like start like squint as he's looking towards you. He is by the truck that you saw earlier with uh, Joan Reese and Joan Rivers in it. But he he said an orangutan, and as he's like looking towards you, I'm walking somewhat away from it so that I can set her down in some soft grass. You as you walk away, this guy st continues to like move towards you. That's fine. And he starts to jog forward, and you see him reaching too. Okay, so I set her down, and then I turn around, and then I start doing like a dumb monkey walk towards the guy with my arms in the air like this. He does stop, like as you turn around and start moving towards. And then like I do some playful things and like slap on the ground and stuff, but I'm still getting closer to him. What the hell is an orangutan doing out here? Dude, he's very dumb. You you do see him like. Um, as like he was reaching for something, he pulls something off his waistband, and it's a walkie-talkie. How far away is it? 20 feet from you now. I just try to get closer. You're up to him, and he clicks the button. Like as he's he's been backing up a little bit as you got closer. He does click the button, and he says, "Hey." Then I'm gonna slap it out of his hand. You can take an attack. You knock it out of his hand. No, I'm gonna wait a second, see how he reacts. He says, "Ah, I think there's an andalite over here." Okay. <laughs> Fucking uppercut. Not clean out. Yeah, clean out. Does he have his cigarettes in his front shirt pocket? Yeah. I'm going to take those out and snap it in half and set it back down. I'm going to walk over to the walkie-talkie and take the battery off of it and like throw them to opposite ends of the parking lot. As you do that, you see another guy come around this corner and like his eyes go wide at you. <laughs> and he'll take a couple of steps and stop right here at the end of his action. Savannah, real quick, as you're moving away, Cam says, hey, I think I think you're good if you go behind that uh, rock outcropping right over there. Go behind that rock crop outcropping over there and start demorphing. Uh, that dude's kind of far away? Yeah. Like how far away? 60 feet. That's too far. Zach, I am out, out of the building now, in the air, and I see you and that other man. Do you think you can take him out? Nope. I am just a small owl. Owl's got pretty sharp claws, bro. All right, I'll take his eye out. No, he don't need him. Second later, you see an owl swoop down. As this owl comes down and swoops back into the air, the, you see a crimson line just form over his eyes. He now, hold on. Him. With a 25, with a nat 20, it's got to be surgical. Like, just, he plucks them shits out. He takes his eye? He, yeah, he, he does right. LASIK surgery. Like <laughs> he, You see the crimson uh, slash appear down his eye, and then there's just a hole there, and blood starts to squirt out of it. Whoa! Yeah. All right. Two damage. Metal. 
That's what two damage looks like. <laughs> two damage directly to the eye. He starts screaming. Ah! He falls to the ground. <laughs> Eyes have two HP. That's what we've learned today. One right, for wait. each eye. Jesus Christ. All right. Good Good job. You said, uh, you said he did not need it. Well, yep. That was a figure of speech, but you're, yeah. He's out of the fight, at least for right now. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> This is awful. I'm gonna go around a corner and uh, try to... Uh, hey, Max, can you cover me while I do more? There are a lot of people around. They are ex exiting the buildings. Uh, not just the not just the tower. All of them. I would get oh. away from the tower. Okay. So then, um, this is built into a mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, can I start climbing the mountain? Yeah. You run over there, start to climb up the mountain as Max is kind of guiding you along, keeping you away from people. Dylan, after you've made it out of your neighborhood where the streetlights have slowed things down the most, you notice that things are beginning, beginning to get back in order. The traffic lights in the area have minimal hiccups now and where they do still have it, there's officers that are trying to direct cars in places that are the biggest issue. Your dad's look of joy has slowly started to fade over the last little while. He does give like glances at his cell phone every so often and you've noticed it stopped chiming. As you move further northeast into Ocean Grove, you move through the neighborhood that you go through to get to the observatory. And at one of the intersections, three cop cars shoot past with their sirens blaring. Your dad says, huh, they're in a hurry. He continues to make his way to the observatory. And when you pull up, you see a ton more cop cars outside the observatory. You see people standing around fire trucks all around. But your dad kind of leans forward as he's as a, he's approaching. He sees an ambulance, a woman sitting on the back of it with a cover over and a bandage on her head. And he immediately pulls in and and gets out. Um, and he says, "Dylan, that's that's Michelle. I have to go check on her. Are you okay?" As soon as he says that's Michelle, Dylan has already opened her car door. Yeah, he's, he starts to make his way over there quickly. And she kind of like looks up as he's coming over. And yeah, you see that she wants to smile, but her face doesn't. But she does stand up. He goes over and puts his hand on her shoulders and just kind of seeing what's wrong. But she hugs him. Dylan's just like, hey, she's like, it, her entire heart is melted. Like, her entire heart is just like, Dad, you're so cute. <laughs> um, but she's just standing there, and as soon as they stop hugging, she's going to be like, Hi, I'm Dylan. It's very nice to meet you. She, like, kind of leans away from your dad at that and, like, looks at you and then looks back up to your dad, and you just see her just start to cry and she says I, I didn't want to meet her like this Mark I didn't want to meet her like this and he just holds her close and you see him kind of have like a side little smile at you and just kind of look back down at her and he says it's okay yeah Dylan walks up with her hands like out like she's gonna like pet her pat her arm and stuff like but with both hands and is like no 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 this is okay I look I got a ow too look I did it I, it's okay we're matching we, we're good this is good it's okay she says blood sisters and laughs you have a head wound so that's really funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so pretty oh so are you and she just hugs her yeah, she hugs you back. She like looks around and she says, "This is where I work." <laughs> <laughs> and your dad also like starts giggling at that. Dylan is just trying so hard not to laugh. Your dad says, "Michelle, what? 
what happened? <laughs> Gas explosion is what they're saying, but I saw this. I saw an orangutan. I don't know. I hit my head. I don't really know what I saw. Apparently, there was an explosion. Parts of the building collapsed. Jerry died. Mark. The Jerry, the security guard. I used to go bowling with him. He stopped a few months ago, but I'll never forget that time he bowled the perfect game. <sighs> Mark, it was... I know I saw it. They're telling me it must have been the fumes leaking before, but I was going out to get all your information and your data together. And the light started flickering. And I walked out and seen that creature. And it came back and took my phone and broke it. I don't know. Maybe it is just a head wound, but I was sure. And he just kind of like, I believe you. If that's what you say, I believe you. But maybe you should, you know, wait until you see if you have a concussion. She says, I'm going to the hospital after this. The operations managers are still here. They haven't had a chance to look at any of your data or anything yet, which I don't even know if we can get to it now. But they're taking me to the hospital once I leave here. We were getting ready to leave. Well, I can... We can go with you, and he looks over to Dylan, or I can... Dylan, I can drop you back off. Or... Dylan's like, Dad, I've got the car. You, you can go with her. You should go with her. I'll do that. Are you taking the ambulance? I don't want to pay the fee to take the ambulance, but I probably should. I can drive your car. You would do that? Yeah, I'll do that. It's simple. It's easy. All right. And he look. He turns back to you, Dylan, and kind of pulls you in and says, "Thank you for being so understanding. I'll be home as soon as I can." Dylan like grabs his arm and is like, "Is it a Honda CRV?" Or a forerunner. You gotta tell me. It's one of those. I know it is. He looks back to her and then looks back to you and smiles and nods forerunner. Knew it. Knew it. And you see a man that's like in a lab coat that you know is Professor Barron. You know this guy from before. He, Him and your dad were friends. They're co-workers. He walks up to Michelle he pulls her away for a second and you see a woman her blazer that she has over like her pantsuit is kind of dusty like she was in the building and she talks back and forth with Professor Barron and Michelle and hands her a card with an address on it and they nod and break away from the conversation you catch parts of the conversation you don't catch the whole thing but they're telling her Basically, they know the name of a good doctor that could check out her head and meet there. Uh, when you leave here, this is the address you're going to go to. As this woman, her back has been kind of to you, but as she turns, you do recognize her from the Yerk River and the other humanimals pointing this out to be Reese's mom. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan's going to walk with Michelle and Dad to the car. They gather back up and, and you see him approach this uh this dark gray forerunner. Mm-hmm. Knew it. Uh she's gonna like take Michelle's hand and like s- like look at her nails and like slip the card out of her hand and be like, Oh my god, your manicure is so pretty. Oh yeah, I got them done at this nail salon over in this little shopping center uh, in the middle of town. It's they're good. They have cheap acrylics if you want them. They'll do three different colors. Offer under 25. Dang. Yeah. That's amazing. Look, when you get better head wound wise, uh, we'll have to go. <laughs> yes. And she starts to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> she gives, Dylan gives her like a brief little hug and then is like, Dad, take good care of her. Please get there yeah. fast because it's bad. It, it's great. You're fine. I'll, I'll get her there. It was so nice to meet you, Dylan. Next time. You too. Under better circumstances. Bye. And 
as they get in the car and they start to pull away and will pan away from the parking lot of the observatory as Dylan stands there and watches the forerunner with her dad and his new girlfriend with a head injury drive down the road.